Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's talk about healing your beliefs. So Clayton, would you say you've been on a healing, would you say that your deconstruction journey is a journey of healing? Absolutely. Okay. So as you've been on that journey, how long would you say you've been on that journey? Oh, on and off in different ways for the last like six years. Okay. So if you've been on that journey and deconstruction begins as you are deconstructing your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so as you embark upon a journey of deconstructing, of tearing down those beliefs in order to rebuild them, what happens? Healing and growth. Um, yeah. Okay. So growth. Yeah. Growth. What What are things that happen as a product of growth? What are things that happen as a product? Yeah. You, your expression of who you are changes. The way in which you view and express yourself in the world changes. And so when you tear those down, as you start to rebuild them, the way in which you view and interact in the world changes. Yeah. And so you now have this journey of healing your beliefs. Because, like, I know for me, the deconstruction journey has been quite difficult. Um, because for me specifically, the thing, like, if you were going to ask me what sparked deconstruction for you, like, what's the number one question? Um, I would tell you the problem of evil. But if I'm honest about my journey, the real thing that started, because I was taught you were never allowed to question the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so that is a foundational belief that sets the trajectory of every belief you build on top of that. If the Bible is inerrant and it is supreme and you cannot question it, then the first question you ever ask about it is really... What happens for deconstruction? That's yeah. what begins it. That question for me was, can women preach? Hmm. That question for me was, can women preach? And I credit Ben Blackwell, my uh, supervisor of my master's thesis at HBU, uh, for helping me ask that question. And it was in that asking that question, when I answered that question, yes, Women can preach. What I realized is I didn't just ask a question about whether or not women could perform an activity. They could perform an action. What I did was I asked a question about women's value in the world and what women could do and what role they should have in the world. And so what's the foundational reason that we're told women can't preach? Uh, Second Timothy uh, yeah, I do not permit a woman to speak or have authority over man because yeah. she's the weaker sex. Right. And so this, this belief that I had about women not being able to preach, which I thought was a theological belief, right. was actually a belief that impacted how I viewed women. Right. Um, and so in this journey, what I've realized is in that moment, I didn't, 
when I deconstructed whether or not a woman could preach, I thought I was done. It's not until 10 years later on this side of it that I see I've only begun because what you have to do is you have to heal the belief that you had about women. Mm. You see, you or I had one belief. I was asking one question about can women perform a task in church. I was asking an ecclesiology question. And what I got hit with was I've got to repair a foundational premise of how I view the world. Yeah. That women are not equal. Mm-hmm. I now have to repair that belief. Um, I have to heal that belief. Yeah. Um, that is not the easiest of journeys. Yeah. So in, in a very similar way, and this is a little bit more controversial, um, that question about these people are not equal to me happened for me with LGBTQ. Um, whether you call it sin or not, either way, your sin is not equal. Yeah. Um, and so now there is a question of, I am better than them because I don't do this thing or I am above them because of this thing. Yeah. Um, your question about women was mine with LGBTQ. Yeah. And yeah, no, absolutely. Heard. And so how do you, what do you feel like your journey of healing beliefs around that question? Because not just that question, right? In yeah. the same way I was asking an ecclesiological question, mm. I don't know that you were asking that. Uh, I mean, a little bit, because like even if somebody identifies as gay and is celibate in like the most conservative questions, are they allowed to serve in church? Like that is a common question. This should not be one, but it is. Yeah. Um, and so, no, it is still ecclesiological, but it is also still um, social and equitable. Um, but what ended up doing it for me was hanging out with the people that were doing the things. Like, people that would identify as LGBTQ and also as Christian. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That right there, just the experience of having community with with people who would identify this way um, flipped my bias almost immediately. Well, this is the deal, and this is my this is the second part of my thinking about this healing your beliefs uh, section is. If you grow up being taught that the Bible's inerrant and the Bible t- gives you all the answers, yep. and you only allow voices into your life that speak the same exact way, excuse me, when you break down a belief like that, the first thing you have to do is allow new voices to speak into you. Correct. Um, as you allow those voices to speak in, in any, you know, any journey what happens is you can no longer objectify them Mm. i think that's one of the things is like oh i can tell in very big broad grand claims that women can't preach Mm. but it's much more harder for me to look at 12 year old barbara brown taylor who i can tell is a gifted speaker writer communicator and tell her 
a personalized individual who speaks with this passion about preaching and proclamation um, that she can't preach. Mm. It's much harder for me to tell an individual, a person, that they are excluded for something. And so part of the healing of beliefs is getting in relationship with people that can speak into the dilemma. So started reading a bunch of feminist theologians and letting women and and in my classes speak more into my life. Um, and when you begin to hear the perspective and you're in relationship with these people, the relationship is healing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because here's what you can know in a moment. I can be reading a book. I can read any book and go, oh man, I fucked it. Yeah. Right. I've been oppressing women for years. Yeah. Um, and I can apologize. I can repent. I can repent. I can repent publicly. I can say I was wrong. You know, I can do all the things. Doesn't mean a damn thing. But until I get in relationship with some no. women that begin to say, hey, thanks for the work you do, make a space for us. Hey, yep. thanks for allowing me to speak. Hey, that was a great way. You know, yep. you added value to this way I was thinking about it. Until you begin to have those relationships pouring back into you, that's what's healing. Because if you do damage with a belief, that means that you viewed and interacted in the world in a way that was damaging to somebody. Right. And so the only way to truly begin to heal in those spaces is to have them speaking back into you, having space in those relationships. Yeah. Did you find that with your experience with LGBTQ people? Yes, absolutely. Um, what really sparked it was I had to do an interview with someone who is different from me in three ways okay. for a assignment in my oppression, diversity, and social justice class. I love this class, and I will advocate that this class be taught as a core requirement. I think this class is great. Okay. Um. And I had to do this assignment, and I picked someone. So um, there is a, a book that is on the rise um, called The Gender Book. I don't know. Have you heard of it yet? I don't think so. Um, authors live in Houston. Okay. It is a illustrated book, but what it does is it details out sexual orientation and gender, and it's fantastic. Um, I met one of the authors. Oh, cool. Through this class, I met one of the authors. Uh, their name is Robin Mack. Um, and during the presentation about the book, um, I walked up to my professor and I said, Hey, I know I have to do this thing for this assignment. Can I do it with Robin? And... My professor was totally on board. And so it's like, cool. Um, so I asked Robin if I could meet with them and we 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 do this thing. Um and they agreed. As we were talking and we were going through the interview, there was a lot of things that they asked me not to put in my paper and like not to share publicly. Um, so I'm not going to give any of that information, but I realized that we had a lot 
of overlap in how we grew up. Uh, even some of the churches we went to. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You went to the same churches? Yeah, some of them. Um, it was a big deal. Um, of which one of the churches was, um, after they had figured out how they wanted to identify and that church was very harmful in their growth. Oh no. Um, that right there clicked for me. We are not living the same experience of the Christian life, but I would still call Robin a Christian. Even though they were living with someone of the same biological sex. That right there kick-started for me a whole new worldview. Yeah. Um, and led to massive changes in how I view people and the world and Christian ethic um, that then led into if I'm now questioning Christian ethic I have to question all of my conservative theology too and just kind of Arrow rolled into this massive thing that I now am sitting in a place of, I will judge no one, no matter their beliefs, whatever they say, dude, you may be right. Yeah. <laughs> like this, this fundamental idea that like you question one thing, you deconstruct one thing and it lead to a hundred others can be fully healing to you as a person. Well, I think, yeah, I think part of that, and this is the final part that I had in my head about, um, healing beliefs is as you go on this journey of healing these beliefs, I think what you begin to realize is the part of healing your beliefs is not holding your beliefs so tightly. I think, yeah, that too. I, I also think that healing your beliefs is healing for other people around you. Well, probably because you're not going to harm people. Yeah. But, yeah, for sure. You're not going to harm people if you begin to heal your beliefs in the right way. Right. Um, but what I mean is as you heal these beliefs, that's a long, hard journey. Nobody's mitigating the strength and like energy it takes to heal and rebuild those beliefs. Sure. And so I think through that process, what happens is there's just some you don't hold quite as tightly. There's some like foundational premises like, hey, maybe don't kill people. Like heard. Yeah, maybe don't harm people. Maybe don't commit violence or violent acts. But overall, I think what ends up happening is you get to a point where you say you you live much more open-handedly with your beliefs. Um, you don't feel this incessant need to be right and 
get people to agree with you. You don't need that because you have this more healthy relationship with your beliefs and you feel much more secure because it's not like you're trying to fight for this sanctity because you're trying to half convince yourself as much as them. You get to hold yourself in a place of confidence with your beliefs that just says, hey, here's how I am and here's how I'm going to live in the world. Yeah. You don't, you're not forced into um, this box that becomes so damaging by holding so tightly onto your firm beliefs. Yeah. I think, I think a good example of this and something I didn't even realize was a thing until now. I work with someone who is a universalist and like openly goes to the universalist church and like we have conversations and rarely disagree on things. Except universal salvation. Yeah. yeah, like rarely disagree on anything else. Just don't hold so tight to some of these things and you might find that your experience of life with other people in the world is better. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.